Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your host, Joe Bully of 10krings.com. And with me is Tony Abbott, also of 10krings.com. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Joe. How are you? Doing all right. Things are starting to look up and turning up Minnesota Wild. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm so GD nervous for this. I mean, let's hope that by tonight's NHL Draft Lottery, Something is going to happen here that breaks the Minnesota Wilds way, but at least Kirill Kaprizov is now going to be officially stateside and in Minnesota today, according to reports from uh, from Michael Russo. That's, Where do you uh, think he's going to live? Uh, I, pfft, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Watch what's going to happen. Russia's going to stop being a country. They can't bring him back. His passport won't work anymore. And he'll have to live in the airport for three years like Tom Hanks. <laughs> That'd be awful. <laughs> um, seriously, though, where would he live? Um, can we just find him in all, his own island on Lake Superior? Uh, that would be cool. Like, whatever whatever, whatever island is, is like, the, the really big one in the middle of Lake Superior. That sounds good. Keep him away from, like, any viruses. Like, that's, that's going to be the big thing for me is just, like, you have him here in the United States. This is very dangerous, especially when you factor in Minnesota wild luck, right? Like, yeah, if you want to keep him away from disease, keep him away from Big Island of Minnetonka. Yeah, so uh, keep him safe. Put him in bubble wrap. Uh, teach him, like, have have one buddy there to uh, to teach him English more, and, uh, and 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 yeah, that's that's what that's what I would be doing right now. I don't know, um, because it kind of sucks. Like Kirill Kaprizov's coming over, and he is he's gonna be in Minnesota. He's finally gonna be in the United States, and like he's not gonna be able to do anything. Yeah, fun stuff. Yay, stars and stripes forever. <laughs> yep. Uh, welcome to uh, welcome to America, Kirill. Um, you should uh, you should download our show and subscribe. That's what every American does to become the most American possible. In Trumpy and Russia, <laughs> we'll we'll teach you English. Like if you listen to our show long enough, you will learn so much English. In Trumpy and America, English learn you. That it will. English will learn you, Kirill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so that's good news that uh, Kaprizov is finally coming over. We'll read uh, so- to you. We'll, we'll we'll put out an extra audiobook chapter a day for you. <laughs> Just subscribe to our show and share yeah. it on your Instagram with your with your hundreds of, of thousands of uh, Minnesota Wild followers who uh, responded to every picture you posted for the last three years, saying, "Please come over." Yeah, and we'll make sure that we teach him the correct way of saying "duck, duck, gray duck." Oh yeah, like he, yeah. It, it is going to be really funny if he goes to any other state. Uh, it, it's just uh, so many like he's going to be saying "you betcha" and stuff like that. Uh, 
you know, he wants a hot dish and, you know, goulash is one of his favorites all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I do wonder though, if, if like maybe they can get him to say the, the, you know, blow the Galler horn and, and, uh, and uh, start the skull chant during the Vikings games this season. (laughs) Uh, Not this season. You've got to keep him safe. That's what I'm saying, Joe. I suppose. Yeah. Why why would you put him in front of fans like that? Do you think anyone's putting a mask on TCF bank? No, (laughs) not a chance. You're not Uh, one of, well, first of all, you're not allowed to have a mask on in the bank. Yeah. No, no, they think you're sticking them up. So yeah. yeah, Funny, funny stuff. Uh, you know, Toronto, I think at the time of this recording as well. Uh, Don't jinx or... it. Okay. Um, <laughs> series, though. It's definitely an interesting one. It's game five. Toronto uh, Toronto came back from a, from a three-goal deficit. I think they have another deficit now, so they are definitely going to be coming back. And uh, Yeah, maybe. And, uh, and the funniest thing won't happen. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It would be the funniest thing, though, if, if it did happen. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Hopefully your uh, article on 10krings.com will explain what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I do want to talk to you more about the NHL draft lottery that is supposed to take place Monday evening at about 6 p.m. Central, I think. It's either 6 p.m. Eastern it's or 6 5 p.m. Central. 5 p.m. Central. God dang it. You know, stupid time zones. G Willikers. G Willikers. Um, so yeah, we so 5 p.m. East or uh, 5 p.m. Central, the NHL draft lottery phase two is about to take place because of uh, you know, the the wild lost in uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. By the way, go back and double check our mega super jumbo pack episode with Justin Morissette from Lockdown Canucks. That was a real fun episode to do. Uh, recapping the series, it, it dropped Sunday morning, I think late Saturday night even, um, and uh, lots of fun there. And it, it is an extended episode. Again, fun conversation with Justin, and uh, definitely check that out from from uh, the weekend. Um, but before I do, uh, do take a break here, I do want to mention that we are going to talk draft lottery and then also what – and we're going to probably do some preponderance here on uh, whether or not we do uh, Alexis Lafreniere or, or Quentin Byfield. So stay tuned for that. We're going galaxy brain, y'all. Pew, 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 pew. We'll get back to the conversation in just a moment. But first, I do want to talk to you about auto parts and rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts for customers online for the last 20 years years. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, they got everything you need in just a few easy clicks and it's always easily delivered to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is gigantic and remarkably easy to navigate. Search for your make, model, and your year of your vehicle and it's there within a snap. Super easy to use. And the best thing about RockAuto.com is their one-tier pricing. You know that if you go into a chain store that there's a secondary deal going on behind the back door from the local mechanic that's getting the deal and you're getting passed up that markup. Well, rockauto.com, that's not happening. Rockauto.com is that simple one-tier pricing and they're not passing any markup up to you as the consumer. Whether you are the professional or you're the do-it-yourselfer, you know that you're not getting screwed out of any extra money and paying more than you should. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you're there, make sure you type in locked on 
in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. RockAuto.com, it's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Wild. It's Joe and Tony guiding the ship here for your uh, pre-NHL draft lottery day, I guess you want to call it. Uh, We are hoping the Minnesota Wild are victorious in the ping pong balls uh, because they obviously were not victorious in the series against the Canucks. And uh, this time something kind of breaks their way. And uh, we are talking about Minnesota Wild owning the first overall pick. Wouldn't that be so nice? Oh, it would be so nice, Joe, because here's the thing, right? Uh, I looked I looked at the data. I crunched the numbers on this. And uh, Minnesota has never picked first overall in their entire uh, in their entire existence, Minnesota's not uh, picked first overall. Uh, not since uh, not since the North Stars were around, did any Minnesota hockey team pick first overall? Uh, so already, like that's a big deal, right? Right. They have only picked in the top three of the draft one time in their history, and right. uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that that pick turned into uh, Marion Gabrick, who you might know as. Uh, the only great player Minnesota's ever had. Uh, here's another thing. I did some I did some number crunching of my own, Tony. Ooh, and Joe. First overall pick is uh pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Um <laughs> I wrote uh I wrote an article about it um a couple of months ago when they were doing the first round of the draft lottery and I didn't expect you know, a placeholder team to, to be winning any of the spots. So I was like, well, I, I better I better say this stuff now because I'm not going to get a chance to do it later. So did that and uh, and just kind of like historically compared the uh, the first overall picks of the last decade. And uh, yeah, there was there's one outlier in Nail Yakupov who uh, tragically got oilered. Like that's <laughs> what happened to him in his career. Uh, may he uh, may he uh, rest in peace in the KHL, hanging out with some uh, some fun buds there. Uh, but uh, other than that, like your worst case scenario is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and your best obviously your best case scenario is Connor McDavid. But kind of the median there, right, or the mean? I don't know which one is like the middle one, like the exact middle is like Taylor Hall and Patrick Kane. Like that's that's about the level of impact that you can expect from your first overall pick and uh i don't not like that joe Uh, i'm pretty sure median in statistics is considered the middle i'm not a stats guy mean is the average go talk to the evolving wild guys we might even talk to them here soon that would be fun to talk that would be really fun they're they're always they're 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 very busy guys though they they uh, they work really hard yes uh anyways so let's say now we're going to do some hypotheticals here. Okay. Let's say the Minnesota Wild, the the ping pong balls come up Minnesota Wild and the luck is changed now forever for the Minnesota Wild. And they own the first overall pick. You are prepondering a little bit. Uh it's it's now kind of a debate for you whether or not you pick Alexis Lafreniere or who's the consensus number 2 pick. Quentin Byfield. So, yeah, uh, here's the thing, right? If you get the number one overall pick uh, and you're in Minnesota and you have never, ever finished with one of the five worst records of the league, Joe, did you know that? That has never happened. It's, it's, 
I guess that's a good thing in terms no. of like consistent mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, they have never they have never truly bottomed out. And, uh, you know, they have a decent enough roster that I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. Like, even if they're not good next year, I don't think they're bottoming out, especially with Kirill Kaprizov coming in. Uh, So you are probably going to be, if you win this, right? If you win this, I don't want to jinx this. But if you win this, you are drafting first overall for probably, like, let's be honest, until they get smart and start rigging it, because they definitely didn't rig it if Minnesota's allowed to win it. Uh, Until they get, uh, yeah, th- this is probably going to be like the one time that you're going to get to be drafting first overall if you do win it. So, uh, do you go with uh, with uh, Lafreniere, who is uh, is mostly uh, like I haven't seen any arguments that he's not the best player overall. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible career in juniors. Uh, he had 112 points, 112 points, Joe, in 52 games, went to the World Junior Championships, won the MVP, right? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Problem. Yeah. Uh, left winger, which, like, you can work. I, you know, you're, you're not going to be like, oh, where are we going to fit Alexis Lafreniere in this uh, in, in this lineup? You're going to fit him at the very top, and you're going to move everyone else to, to right. make room for him. So, like, I wouldn't be mad or uh, or, like, even kind of upset if uh, if Lafreniere was drafted, he's a great prospect. Uh, he's going to be a great player. He's a little older. He should be able to make a, a pretty solid impact right away. That's awesome. But you are probably never going to get this opportunity to be able to get you a number one center that at least just like in the bag is this. And it pretty much is in the bag when you're picking number one centers. Uh, at, in, in the first or second pick of the draft, uh, mm. I've got I've got the last twenty drafts of data in front of me. Here are the centers that went either pick one or two. All right, mm-hmm. Jason Spezza, yep. Eric Stahl, yeah, uh, yeah, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Jordan Stahl, Steven Stamkos, John Tavares, Tyler Sagan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Alex uh, Sasha Barkov. Sorry. Um, Nathan McKinnon, Jack Eichel, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Nolan Patrick, Nico Hishier, Jack Hughes. Like, all so, but like three of those guys who went number one or two in their draft and played center. Like, mm-hmm. all but three of those guys is just like exactly what Minnesota needs. So, right. what I'm saying is if you can get that kind of hit rate. At center with a 6'4", 215-pound guy who can skate, shoot, and pass, then, you know, maybe maybe it's overthinking it to take the left winger. You know, outside of that group that you just named off, uh, I think Nolan Patrick is the the one that's kind of an outlier there. Maybe there, There's injuries. There's yeah, injuries. there's Nico here that's kind of, I think, He's a solid player. Really good number two center. Like, same with Jordan Stahl. Like, that's, like, the worst-case scenario. Right. And then you've got, uh, I think, Hughes is, I think there might still be some, uh, you know, the jury's still out on him. It's still relatively early. Hughes right? might so. have been up too early. I think that I think that might be safe to say. Okay. So, but that hit rate is amazing. And, you know, and, and I'm looking at the at the two at, at their, at, in the draft guide here. And the thing that 
you know, I keep thinking about the Minnesota Wild. If they're going to have Kaprizov, they're going to have Fiala. They really need a absolute number one center. And you can try to acquire that through a trade. You can try to acquire that uh, through the draft, whether you're drafting a number one or if you're drafting at number nine. Some way you have to figure one out. And I'm looking at this, and it's like, yeah, Lafreniere, a smart, versatile forward, and with so many accolades and an absolute offensive juggernaut. Amazing, right? Definitely want that on my team. But here's the other part, too, with uh, with Byfield in this first sentence of this draft guide. A complete power center. He is an offensive juggernaut with a big, powerful, and explosive strides and impressive speeds. Like, when is the Wild ever, 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 ever had a complete power center? Like, Miko Koivu was a 200-foot center and a very solid, complete player, I would say, in that way, in that he was a, a solid two-way player. But he was never, ever a power forward. Give Miko Koivu another inch, uh, some 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 really great skills, and fire him out of a cannon. <laughs> you got this guy, it feels like. So, yeah, I mean, at first I thought maybe you were just galaxy brain, but... Uh, you know, this is, might actually turn into a debate. I still think that if you if you go by field, you're maybe overthinking it to a point and trying to get too clever by half. But uh, this isn't like reaching for Philip Johansson either. Well, and everyone everyone would 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 have said everyone did say when uh, when Columbus uh, took uh, Pierre Luc Dubois at uh, the third overall pick in 2016. Uh, a lot of people were like, Jesse Pugliarvi, he's a really great prospect, and he was a really great prospect, and I, I think he's getting oilered too, to an extent, and I think, you know, maybe if he comes back stateside, maybe gets a fresh start with another team, you know, maybe you see more there there with uh, with Pugliarvi, but, you know, uh, Columbus, ask Columbus if they are regretting Pierre-Luc Dubois on their team. Especially uh, now. This, uh, playoff series at all? Definitely not this playoff series, and and he's a he's a darn good center. And Columbus needed that. They they like the Wild. They did not have a center in their franchise for their entire existence until they got Pierre Luc Dubois. When you get that pick, and you have the opportunity, I, I think if you are a team like the Wild, who it's like, how am I going to fix my center thing? Like I've got ideas for the off season on how to do it. I do, but, like, do I think that any of them are a sure thing? I mean, no, it's it's a risk, and, and then you're giving up assets. You have a chance to, if you win, if you win, I got to keep tempering my expectations. I'm, I'm still knocking on wood here. Uh, I, I hope my desk is made of wood. Uh, but, uh, you know, I you got you to gotta temper expectations on this, but if you get the spot, when are you ever going to get this chance to get your Ryan Getzlaff, to get your Joe Thornton, to get your guy down the middle for a decade. You aren't going to get it, almost certainly. And you get number one center without having to give up your one of your top four defensemen. Yeah, like that That would be huge. That would be huge for Minnesota. So. All right. Let's... We're going to talk more uh, NHL draft lottery. Coming up in the next segment, you're listening to Locked on Wild. And we're back here on Locked on Wild. I finally settled my dogs down because I was, uh, well, (laughs) I didn't want to get jinxed, so I kept knocking on wood here, and my dogs decided they wanted to go absolute ape 
outside the door that they thought some intruder was coming in or something. So uh, they went crazy. I uh, finally got them settled down, but um, uh, lots of good discussion there about going number one overall if the Wild get it, and who do you pick if it's Quentin Byfield or Alexis Lafreniere. Um, I think at least we put it out there as like, Maybe it's more than just a, a slam dunk. It is something that uh, scouts should maybe be thinking about, especially if the Minnesota Wild, who have been center starved for a decade or so, at least, um, mm, pretty much their existence. Like three decades. Yeah. Like they were starving for a center 10 years before they existed. Yeah, but I, I'm talking about like on the this latest current run of like playoff appearances. They I just, gotcha. I gotcha. You know what they've been missing and they haven't been able to really solve it. So anyways, um, I do want to kind of change our course a little bit from one overall, the Minnesota wild are at least at this point with the loss against the Canucks locked in to the number nine spot. And I know you have some immediate thoughts on that saying like, look, it's still a top 10 in this so-called deep draft. Like, Number nine is still a good pick. Oh, it absolutely is. And Minnesota's Minnesota's really lucky to get it. Even if they don't win the draft lottery, like they'll have won like they'll have won like at least like a third of a draft lottery by being able to move up three spots because what happened, right, was um they had the eleventh worst record in the in, in the league when the mm-hmm. league shut down, right? And they took the twenty four best ones, which left the bottom seven there, right? So there were three teams behind them. Uh, in the thing, all three of them won their qualifying match rounds, so they are exempt uh, from the draft lottery this year. So they they're in the playoffs technically, and they aren't able to cash in on that draft lottery spot. So all three of those teams that were below Minnesota in the standings jumped over them, which mm-hmm. means that Minnesota can at worst, no matter what happens tonight, pick ninth. And I don't have to jinx that. Minnesota can pick ninth, everybody. Hey, it can I'm... happen. It's going to maybe probably. Um, and you know, at number nine, you're still going to be out on Lafreniere, uh, Quentin Byfield, or Tim Stutzel, uh, who are, like I said, consensus to pretty much go one, two, and three. Tim Stutzel, yeah. Tim Stutzel, yeah. Uh, anyways, Minnesota uh, Tim Stutzel's our newest character. <laughs> Bart Finnegan. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, at number nine, you're looking at some of these players and you're looking at, uh, the Cole Perfetti's or the Marco Rossi's might even eventually drop down there. Anton Lindell is another player. And even that, uh, goalie who's, uh, cons- uh, uh, consensus first, not, uh, not first overall, but first rounder Yaroslav Askarov kind of around that number nine spot. Um, obviously you're gonna have to wait on what goes ahead of that, but, uh, you're going to get a pretty good pick there at number nine. Yeah, so I, I think the consensus, like, top eight or so uh, are, are the three that you mentioned that are going to go on top, Lafreniere, Stutzel, and uh, and Byfield. There's also Lucas Raymond and uh, and Alexander Holtz. They're both wingers from Sweden. Um, there are uh, centers or, or center wingers in some cases, like uh, Marco Rossi, uh, Cole Perfetti, and... Uh, and um, I, I guess Anton Lundell is kind of divisive. Some people have him around that group and some don't. Um, you have a defenseman in, uh, in Jamie Drysdale and Jake Sanderson, 
both of those guys are are like puck moving mobile defensemen, which uh, the the Wild certainly could use in in their thing. I think uh, I think we're dreaming about that big C baby. But um, and then you mentioned Askarov, and and there are a couple guys that may or may not be in that conversation. Anton Lindell is one of them, but um, so the but like I, I don't know. I, I I think there's probably about ten to twelve guys in like the highest two or three tiers of the draft or like two and a half tiers in the draft, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, Minnesota at, at, at it, if they were going to pick out 11th or 12th, like they would, if, um, if the, uh, if the lottery, um, or if the playoff series went a different yeah. way and Minnesota didn't get, uh, bumped up to ninth overall, um, you know, you maybe only get a shot at one of those guys falling at with the number nine pick, you are going to get your ch- choice of like two, three, four of these guys uh, who are top guys who might slide down the board to you. And then, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of guys that you could be really happy with in this draft. So pre-production meeting, we you, you kind of mentioned in our chat that uh, in order to solve the center position for the Minnesota Wild, is it something with – because, mind you, the the salary cap is what it is. It ain't going up. And, you know, this COVID period here is really going to put a dent into the finances of the NHL. So you've got a lot of cap-strapped teams, namely the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is this at number nine, knowing that you're still going to have maybe a – you know, a decent pick two through seven, maybe you can even swap for a later pick in the first round in a, in a certain trade. Do you try to package the number nine pick with say uh, a prospect? Maybe you, you throw in a, a prospect or maybe one of the younger guys for a center to, to make that move because again, you're not going to be able to offload necessarily a Jonas Brodeen or a Matt Dumba because they just make too much money in it. And to make the money work in this salary cap hell that every team is going to be dealing with, that's probably way more complicated to, to, to do than say uh, trading a, a ninth overall pick. Yeah. So I, I, I think Tampa's the one on my mind just because one, they are really strapped to the cap with the cap, not rising next year. I think they are. Let me let me take a real quick look at this, Joe. Yep. Um, they are at uh, for next year. They are at seventy six million dollars, and the cap is eighty one and a half million. So they have six point five million dollars. You're like, God, that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, they have to replace one, two, three, four of their defensemen this off season, um, and, and some of them they might be able to get, you know, on, on cheap deals and, and whatnot. But um, mm-hmm. they have uh, Mikhail Sergachev, who is like a young top four defenseman for them that uh, that is going to need a new contract. They have Anthony Sorelli, who is a really good young center who's been playing. He, he's basically been like Dereshul Eriksson Ek, but he scores. Um, right. And uh, and that's the guy. That's the guy that if I'm Minnesota. I am circling around these guys. I am going to be like, oh, man, Anthony Sorelli, it's too bad he can't afford him, huh? Well, <laughs> take a look at my wares, and then I open my trench coat, and draft picks and prospects start falling out. <laughs> um, so I, I, I would, um, I don't know, I think the number nine pick 
could be one that is uh, pretty attractive to uh, to Tampa, a team like Tampa. They get to pick in the top ten. Uh, there's a, a lot of you know, there's a lot of good players there um, that uh, that they can pick, and whoever they get right when they come into the league, they're making the league minimum for three years. And mm. that is that is music to Tampa's ears. The the trade I proposed in the chat, and I'm I'm interested in knowing what you would do. Um, maybe you don't believe in Sorelli as much as me, uh, <laughs> but would you do for Sorelli the number nine pick and I don't know, Kalen Addison, a defenseman that uh, that Tampa could probably use. Maybe he's a year away, but when he gets in there, he's going to be able to step into their blue line, making the league minimum. It's not the worst thing, especially like. In order to get this to work, obviously you're probably going to have to give up a defenseman because they need low-cost defensemen. And Kalen Addison is low-cost. He's certainly not one of those players that uh, he, um, you know, it's going to demand a whole ton there. So it might be something that uh, is is worth exploring there. Uh, but I do think that without Addison in the prospect ranks of Minnesota wild that it does leave a gaping hole there that needs to be fixed eventually down the, down the line. But if you don't have to get rid of your top four defensemen anytime soon, maybe you've got some time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, you have, you have Sorelli in there. You wouldn't have your, your pick this year, but you know, you've got Kaprizov coming in, you've got Fiala coming in. You still have Boldy coming up, Hovanov coming up. Like, I, I think that is a group that you can work with. And then you have your, your center problem, at least somewhat fixed. I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Sorelli. Um, I think he did a lot without very much power play time at all in uh, in Tampa. Um, and uh, and I think having you know having that two way center that you can you know just give hard minutes to and expect him to produce offensively. That is uh that is some good stuff right there. Absolutely. Uh, so basically, your strategy, whether it's first or ninth. Is everything's up for debate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you, you've got a lot of balls in the air. I think, uh, I think you should definitely be exploring your options now. If Minnesota wins the number one pick, uh, I don't think that that would be something that I would trade. Maybe if Ottawa blew me away with like the third overall and fifth overall pick, mm-hmm. that would be something that I think you would have to listen to. Sure, um, but. Uh, in general, with the number one pick, I would say don't get cute, or at least don't get cuter than I'm getting when uh, when I'm going full byfield brain. That's uh, that that's that's. Uh, but for number nine, yeah, anything goes. Like whatever, whatever, whatever does good for you, you know. All right. Well, that will do it for our draft lottery preview show. Obviously, we'll have a reaction coming up to this uh, for tomorrow's show. Please tune in for then. Again. Uh, one last time, Tony, where can we find your work and where can we find follow you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tony. You can find my work at 10krings.com, including I'm um, getting some reports tonight about um, about you know some, some weird stuff going on in the league front office ahead of the draft lottery. So you'll definitely want to go to 10krings.com and check that out in the morning. Awesome. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Joboo15. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5. On Twitter, also follow my work at 10krinks.com. Follow our Facebook page at 10K Rinks and uh, on uh, on Facebook as well. And follow 10K Rinks on Twitter at 10K Rinks MN. 
That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get discovered by more wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. You can get in touch with us also via email if you do not have Twitter or if you have Twitter and you just want to drop us a line. Email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your, I'm not going to jinx it, <laughs> at least number nine pick every day. 